Hello everybody, and as uh, you can tell by this, this episode is not coming out on the Monday uh, when it typically would be. It is instead out on the 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 Wednesday, and that is basically going to be my plan for episodes for the foreseeable future, as they will be releasing on Wednesdays now. So yeah, let's get into today's episode, and my first episode back. Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week I am joined by Harry Jobson. I'm back. And, um, yeah, so this is a slightly weird scenario. I did have a very special guest planned for this one, but they had to pull out, and they can't do this one anymore, so I've had to bring in the cavalry, the, the backup, as it were. Um, and, yes, so, and I, that, I especially guess I'll still have them on at some point, I just don't know when now, because, yeah, and so, there will be, this is not the first episode we've recorded back, there was another one we recorded about a week ago now, Harry and I and someone else did, and we'll make several references uh, to that special guest. Uh, but they're not here, and they're not going to... I don't know when they'll be on. So, yeah, and also, I might as well just say this now. I'm going to announce it again in next week's episode, because we haven't recorded it, but Harry is uh, going to be basically one of my co-hosts for the future. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's hope that works out. Yeah, and I think... <laughs> and I think... <laughs> Well, you you said you like doing this show, so I think I like movies, kind of yeah. like yeah, talking about movies. I like talking. That's the main thing. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't matter what about it's just talking. And so yeah, ne- and so the other person who is going to also be the other the third host of this uh, said they were not free today, so they are not on. They'll be on next week though. So Harry's on next week and. Um, my other the other host will be on uh yeah so uh, that's that that's a bit of housekeeping um so this week we're going to be looking at the oscars for 2023 as i've done the past two years in a row now i know harry you haven't watched all the nominees yet so no no the only ones i haven't the ones that i haven't watched I, I have a really good idea, like, because I've read a lot of, like, things about TAR. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so I've got a good idea about how it's, like, structured and plays out. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. I haven't seen... Oh, I saw most of Women Talking. Okay. Which, yeah, uh, we will we'll, talk we'll about it minute, as soon. Yeah. And then I didn't get to see Banshees and Shuri, which is uh, upsetting because I've heard amazing things, but... Uh, it's difficult, especially out in the middle of here, to try to get to films or to access films online and stuff when our cinema shuts at like six thirty. If you want to watch, they they'll keep it open for like a big Marvel premiere or something mm-hmm. till like nine thirty. Yeah. But yeah, like by and large, the latest flick you'll be able to catch is seven at the at the latest. So, which is ups- yeah, it's upsetting because. Midnight screenings and stuff are some of my favourite things to go to. Mm-hmm, yeah. So yeah, the other host, um, I do have their ratings for these films, so I'll give them as well as we go through these as well. So we'll have, there'll be three ratings for most of these, or two at, at for some. 
So instead of just going like alphabetically, which is boring, I've decided to go by in order of the IMDb user rating. So basically from the lowest rated film to the highest rated film. And then we'll see where that tallies up with yeah. our personal opinions. Uh, so uh, if you were to hazard a guess, what do you think is the lowest rated nominee this year on IMDb? Top Gun? No, 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 no. No, it's not. Top I Gun. thought that because it's like the least. Because it's like the least Oscar baddie. Hold up, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. That's I'm not true. looking at the ratings. I'm just. I'm looking at the nominees. And okay, just, looking at the nominees. Okay. I, I need a list. I need a list of them so I can. So you can. <laughs> I mean, there's ten of them. Uh, to be fair, the last few days I've been. Elvis. To... No, I thought it was Elvis, and it was not. What? It's uh, it's women talking is the lowest rated. Okay, if that isn't like, if that doesn't say something about our society, <laughs> the patriarchy. Damn. Uh, no. Um, uh, so yeah, we're gonna start with women talking then. Uh, this is the last one I watched for these. I don't know what to say really because it's kind of. It's fine. Like yeah, it's how it, much it, of it. Like did it you? Focuses... You said you watched most of it. You didn't get to finish it though. I think I watched most of it. I like. Obviously, you understand themes, so I'll go from what I know of it. I remember when I first started watching it, I was like, oh no, I'm having flashbacks to when I have to watch the M. Night Shyamalan movies. <laughs> this is the village. No, like, isolated religious it, group. It really does no, have uh, that feel of the village in terms of the look and style to it and production as well, costumes, all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. So I just sort of had this, like... The main conflict being that, and like themes that they focus on is like the group of women being sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. and them discussing whether they should stay or leave. Yeah, well, I think there was a third option. I can't remember right now. They can either um, stay, they can leave, or they can stay and fight, or something like that. Yeah, they can stay, which is an important topic. Yeah, it says like, here on to the po- it says here on the poster: uh, I... do nothing, stay and fight, leave. So yeah. But I remember thinking, especially while watching it, because I remember, like, very core bits, but Mm. I was so tired. Like, I fell asleep watching it, and not to say it was boring, but to say that it was 3 a.m. and I was tired after a week of work, I, um... It definitely wouldn't help. It would definitely exacerbate that. I mean, I watched it, like, a couple weeks ago, and I really don't remember a whole lot from it. I, um... It felt very Oscar baby. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. It like did. it felt like it was like, oh, we're going to be nominated for an Oscar. Which, to be fair, when I saw the Oscar nominations, I was so surprised that it was. To be honest, when oh, I yeah, saw I W, so. I thought for sure it was going to be the whale. Oh, I thought the whale was like. I think I had the whale in, of like my predicted top ten. I think my top ten. I got eight of the ten predicted nominees. I think. Instead of Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking, I think I had The Whale and Black Panther 2 predicted to get in, I think, was what I had. Oh, um, uh, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't, Black Panther 1 had that, like, really, mm-hmm. I don't know if Black Panther 2 would get it, although I love Black Panther 2, but I we're not getting my, into that at the Yeah, moment. I think my, my thing with Black Panther is, it was getting a lot of love, Angela Bassett, uh, was nominated for supporting actress. I thought it would get like all the nominations yeah. the first film got. So I was like, best picture makes sense. Plus, there's ten nominees, so an expanded field this time. But 
No, and, and we'll touch on... So we're going to talk about the Best Picture nominees and then we'll touch on some of the other categories later on and some of the other films nominated this year. Um, but yeah, Women Talking, I... Um, yeah, I watched it, like, a couple weeks ago and I really... So yeah, Women Talking, I, I like... I'm all for making films about women's issues and stuff. Like, I saw She Said, which is about the Weinstein case, and I thought that was yeah. pretty solid, but... And I think... And it's not that I don't mind films being made about that. I just think... <sighs> I don't know. It has to be, be done well. Yeah, and it... I found it, it doesn't have to be boring. Yeah, I, th- I thought Women Talking was kind of boring. Like, I don't know, I... I really just was like the performances are good and everything and like they're doing a decent job but it's like this isn't a film I'm gonna be like oh yeah this is like a really great film I I, I'm just like it is a film that exists I don't which like I don't I don't know what you expected from a film called women talking (laughs) even if it was called men talking or just people talking I'd have been like this is probably gonna be a pretty boring movie I mean not necessarily. I, I yeah, who's I, it, uh, yeah. Like if it's an Aaron, yeah. Sorkin see, that's the thing. A Tarantino script, you know, people just talking is like what makes those films so good. And I feel yeah. bad because I just mentioned two men. <laughs> I, I, I cannot name a female writer. Can't think of any yeah. major female writers no. off the top of my head that I'm remotely familiar with. I think it's like it's important to obviously like discuss these issues and i don't think it has anything to do with like the fact of like who or what the film even focused on Mm. it's the quality of it it's the quality of one the dialogue the world yeah that it's the who what when where and why and it failed on like four of those oh it looks who what when where why like the it's like i'm just like drab palette like cult, like all the I'm characters just, are just like washed out of color, and it looks quite. It, it's very Deathly Hallows. Yeah, <laughs> but not in a good way. Yeah, because Deathly Hallows used that as like an artistic. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think even you could put anybody on that poster, and any like you could put. Yeah, any human being on that poster and make the film about that but it would still it's the sort of give happens. a vibe of just I'm tired I'm bored and I like just like it. It, it's not like you get to watch it I feel like it's a okay when it, how long till it's done not like and it's only like a hundred how long minutes till... it's not a particularly long film either oh no it's it's like an hour and what 40 minutes i think so yeah around there i think so it's really it's because if it was like two and a half hours of that then it would really oh, start to drag but i think as is like it's not a film i really have a lot to say about because it feels like it's i understand why it's important to tell these stories but there's a way to do it well i feel like, I feel like the whale should have been this my opinion is the whale should have been nominated over this? Have you seen the whale? Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay. Well, we'll touch on that a bit later. But yeah, I think the whale's a much better film than this. I and I know the whale's got a lot of controversy behind it. I know, for varying yeah stupid reasons. Um, 
but by the way, it also had one of the greatest like Oscar campaigns of all time. Oh my god, that one's so hard. Yeah, he doesn't win best actor, but we'll touch on that. We'll, we'll touch, touch on that later. We'll touch on. We'll look at sort of the major categories at the end and predictions and what we hope happens. Um, I really don't have a lot to say about women talking. Do you want to put a rating on yeah. it? I mean, I know you didn't watch all of it, but like based on what you saw, what would you give it out of ten? It's like a six. It has themes and it has like like mm. like a soft six. It has themes that it has like it, um, it's saying something, you know, important. but it's not saying something. It's saying something, but it doesn't make me want to listen, which sounds misogynistic. <laughs> but there's not. I swear. I swear. It's it it's saying something, but I'm just sort of like, okay. Can you can you like do this? Can you show me it? And can you like do this for me, sort of thing? I don't want to see what they're saying, obviously, because it no. touches on some dark shit. But you know yeah. what I mean. Like it really, because they're just in one place. They're in a barn, and they don't really go outside of that. And like films that are, I'm a big fan of films that could be worked as like plays or like take place in one location, like yeah. the thing. Oh yeah, the thing is a wonderful of example of a film that takes place in one location. I mean, they go into several places in the thing, but it's they're all trapped in somewhere. Or Reservoir Dogs, a lot of Reservoir Dogs is in that warehouse, you know. Or the Hateful Eight, they're stuck in that cabin. And I and I'm a big fan of films like that, but you need good mm -hmm. writing to make it interesting. And when I'm talking, isn't poorly written. It's just not very good. Uh, it's not very engaging, no. so I give it a seven. I, I don't see it like. I think it's aptly rated. In the context of the other nominees. Yeah. Um. And just to mention it, um, the other co-host they also gave it a seven. Uh, oh, so okay. Women Talking has an average of six point seven. So I want to put these all up and see how we stand. What our. Uh, which film we all rate. I'm about to I'm about to bump some averages with like two to three films on him. Yeah, because there's some you haven't seen, so we're not gonna have a full uh, rating yet, but um, I've read like reviews and stuff. Like I, I, I can touch on them but Yeah. Again, I won't uh, be able to give like my viewer. Yeah, but if opinion. you wanna, yeah, if you get to watch them at some point and just let me know, and I'll just add your scores to that later once you get to see them. Um, yeah, when does when is the Oscars? The thirteenth, fourteenth for us here in Australia because of time zones. And so yeah, women talking the lowest rated with a seven out of ten average, so still pretty good on IMDb. Like people like it. Um, yeah, with twelve thousand ratings, so it's quite you know. That's a pretty good average for 12,000 ratings. Yeah, it's a bit unanimous. Yeah, it's the one that everyone's like, I like it, but it's not amazing. Um, so what do you think yeah. is the uh, second lowest rated of the... Oh, I'm just going to go with the Elvis then, surely. Yes, Elvis has a 7.4... Actually, well, actually, no, 7.3, sorry. It was 7.4 last I checked. It's 7.3 now, I'm just looking here. Um, yeah, Elvis. I uh, I hated this film. <laughs> I thought it was awful. I um, I uh, I watched this That's recently opinion, yeah. for the purposes of this. That's the only reason I watched it is for the purposes of this. I 
genuinely did not care for this film. It's my least favourite of this year, and it's the only one that I actually don't like at all. I think it's really bad. Really? Um, Elvis. <laughs> well, it sounds like you I liked know. it then. <laughs> I liked it, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, we'll start from the start, and not the start of the film, but I mean the start of the the like musician biopic i think mm. it was sort of kicked off by straight out of compton which i think was do you mean, oh, do you mean like I the mean, modern biopic because they've done yeah. biopics on musicians do you mean like sort of the modern day resurgence of it the modern like like the the dramatized film sort of version yeah i mean they've done films like um, on johnny cash and stuff before but i, I oh yeah yeah and they've done like par- in like, modern they've done war card which was a parody of musical biopics but I can't really think of many pre, like the 2010s. Honestly, like you got Eight Mile, but that doesn't count. It's sort of like it's It's not based off a real person. It's It's not about Emmett. I mean, it's basically a a lot of the themes are, but it's like he didn't just like his life didn't get good because he won a rap battle. You know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah, Straight Outta Compton, which I've owned on DVD for like five years now, and I still haven't watched it. I love it. I need to watch you it. You haven't watched it? No, I have a I think DVD. It's so good. I, I love it. Ago, but I still haven't seen. Uh, but yeah, musical biopics. Um, then there was Bohemian Rhapsody, which, I, I, again, I haven't seen. But I've you had that Tupac one that no one watched. But yeah, you've got the um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which I I don't think it's like... I don't think it's amazing, but I really enjoy watching it because yeah. I love Queen. So like, when yeah. a movie's inundated with like the queen songs yeah. sort of just yes yeah yes um and then rocket but, I mean, man was soon after which rocket I saw, man, which i really like rocket man actually i think rocket man i really like rocket man yeah i i think that like i think it's just done really really well i think the acting in it like it's yeah no. cast. Yeah, Tarnak um, did a great job in it, and I like that it's oh, an actual yeah. musical. It's not a film of like it's a film about music, and they actually perform the songs, you know, in it. Yeah, you know, and it's just big musical oh. numbers and everything. I think Elvis, and we get to Elvis, and I think it is the most like dramatized, the most. Oh, it's sort it's, of it's very much like, in the Baz Luhrmann style, which I don't care for. Yeah. Um, the only other. I, it's left. very like grandiose. The only thing I don't like, and I just really enjoy the, like I love. I think the acting is really good. Oh, I think it, it, the it, acting it, is awful in it. <laughs> I think. I think. So okay, I think Austin Butler does a good Elvis, although, I think. Tom Hanks. Can. <laughs> fuck off he every time he pulls me out of the movie he's like you're gonna be a star and i'm like oh my god this is tom hanks like there were so many better people than tom hanks for this role oh man i um i think the thing with austin butler right is he's doing an impression and yeah that's fine it's a good impression but that doesn't make a good performance as far as i'm concerned i think yeah he, it really feels like, and he's got this whole thing now where he's like, "Oh, my voice changed because I played Elvis for two years," and it's like, "Yeah." Oh yeah, my voice changed because it was yeah. And I was... mean, I'm a, my yeah. I I I lived 
in the town that they filmed it in, like a lot of it in. Here in Oz, my one of my friends is in it. Like it. it... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they filmed this in Australia, and I and this was when Tom Hanks caught Bullard. COVID. If I remember, this is around the time when yeah. Tom Hanks caught COVID, and they shut down for. I don't know how long they shut down for like months and Austin Butler was just like alone in like a hotel room for however long being like, yeah, I'm going to play Elvis. And he had to do. And then they figured out like, Oh, Australia is a deserted Island. We can film films here. And then they did Thor and everything else. Exactly. Um, (laughs) They really, they've really been like, yeah, Australia. Um, there's just no one there. Baz Luhrmann director of Elvis. I, I don't like Baz Luhrmann stuff. The only other Baz Luhrmann film I've seen, was uh, the Romeo and Juliet he did, and I only watched that for yeah. school, and I hated it so much. It's it's awful. It's I watched the I watched the Romeo and Juliet, then I watched Romeo and Juliet, and I actually preferred the gnome version. Uh, the gnome version is so funny, mm. and I'm like, yeah, this this goes so hard. Like, and the thing with the Romeo and Juliet film is it's like the worst Leonardo DiCaprio performance I've ever seen. And he's one of those actors who oh, I feel yeah. like he can never give a bad performance, even in a bad film. And Tom Hanks is kind of yeah. similar. And then Tom Hanks was awful in Elvis. He was truly, truly awful in it. And I was just like... Yeah, but, I, I, but the thing is, is that I don't get bored watching Elvis. That's sort of my thing. It's like, I watch it and I'm like, I can watch this. It can be on and I can watch it and I can be like, yeah, it's a movie. I have my gripes with it when it comes to the thing. But I was still far more engaged than I was with some other films on this. The problem with Elvis for me is its style over substance. It, yeah, and, yeah, that's exactly it. And it really, I hated the stuff where Tom Hanks' character he goes to like those casinos and like half the frame is like blurred or whatever, and like, and yeah, the film is too long it's two hours it's nearly two hours 40 minutes which is just too long for any film like films in general i feel like should be under two hours i feel like if you can't tell a story in under two hours you're doing something wrong yeah i think elvis really i it just did not work for me i think it and i i hated i hated the structure of it because from for like the first half or so we follow tom hanks's character and then for like the last yeah. 30 minutes or so we follow elvis and it's kind of like well make it i about one of those people don't like because it, it, it's like yeah. bad structure following two separate characters like and also yeah i know exactly. when i was when i when i heard they're making an elvis film i thought we would be following elvis not his manager <laughs> like yeah yeah i don't understand you know what's funny I feel like Popstar... Have you ever seen Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping? No, they just added it to Netflix. It's, got An- it's uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, I, it's Island. been one of my favourite films since it came out. Yeah, The Lonely Island. Yeah. It's so funny. It is so funny. It does a better job at a biopic than a lot of like like music biopic. Yeah, and and like, and I mean, but a it's lot. a parody, isn't it? It's a parody it, of the genre. Yeah, it's a parody of the genre. It's like a mockumentary. So, so not really like a parody, like of a biopic, but yeah, like a mockumentary. Yeah, where like, but yeah, I I love that. I've loved it since it came out in 2016 because I'm like one of the biggest Lonely Island fans. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it does like some of the acting in that is better than like a. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It just didn't work for me. I, I think... For, I just don't like films about real people because they don't have a structure. They they very much fall under, like... Because there's no ending and because it's about real life, it's kind of boring because real life is doesn't have story structure. It doesn't, you know, follow the three-act yeah. structure that films do. And I just did not care for it. I, I thought it was bad. It's, 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 like, actually a bad film. I think it's probably one of the worst best picture nominees i've ever seen so far and i've seen about i've seen over a hundred at this point it's probably my least favorite of every single one i've seen yeah what do you give it out of 10 because i feel like you're gonna be the the give it a much higher rating i i i don't mind what you give if we're talking about quality of movie it's like a four but if we talk about how much I enjoyed it compared, like, if, in the context of the other films, some of the other films, mm. not naming names, women talking, um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely, <clears throat> like, yeah, uh, it definitely, like, a seven. Mm. I think it's better. I think it's aptly rated. I reckon it should be about second last. So, wait, what, what, I think so it's what, fun. What score are and you it's giving good. it? I need, so you're giving it a seven? Seven. Seven, yeah. Seven, yeah. All right, um... Well, I gave it a four. I, I did not like it at all. I thought it was, yeah, really poor. And the fact that this got nominated over something like Babylon is a joke. Cause oh, yeah. I didn't... I remember I flipped out when I saw the nominees list, and I'm like, is no Babylon? <laughs> yeah. I, I was kind of like, maybe... I was like, yeah, Babylon's not really getting nominated anywhere. It, it's kind of doing very poorly. And I want to talk about Babylon at the end of this, actually, because I have a lot to say about Babylon, and I don't know if I have an opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, this Elvis uh, got nominated over far better films. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy, but... It also had one of the great, great campaigns, though. Like, I'll give... Like the oh, Austin Butler with Austin the voice Butler change, being like, "Oh, I became Elvis, and my voice is different now." Yeah, that whole. He's just, he's just like first trapping, dude. Yeah, there's no, there's no way he. Like... Yeah, it's like because he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah I've got to stop <laughs> doing it now," and it's like, also you could, you were just doing it the entire time. Like, come on, man. He's like, yeah, this is what my voice sounds like now that I played Elvis. So this is how I talk. And we're just like, just, oh, your balls finally drop, like, yeah, <laughs> like um, that doesn't happen, dude. You'd think Seth MacFarlane has done thirty years of, hey Lois, but like his voice isn't like that. His like, yeah, his voice it, has it, been it, the same. Can you but... fucking... Um, yeah. I do want to point uh, out though that Austin Butler is is like one of the front runners to win Best Actor right now. It's between him and Brendan Fraser. That is. Bullshit. Brendan Fraser all the way. And I'm just looking at Gold Derby here, which is like a prediction site, and Austin Butler is like the top choice. Like it goes Austin Butler, then Brendan Fraser, then Colin Farrell, then Bill Nye, then Paul Mescal. So people think Austin Butler's gonna win. Um and I'm not entirely sure yet if I think he's gonna win. I still think Brendan Fraser's got a very good chance because if, if he wins <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, know. I'll be upset because uh, he doesn't deserve. Well, um, exactly where is Woody Harrelson? Tell me that. <laughs> for what triangle of sadness? For triangle, for triangle. Yeah, I, I, 
I loved him in that. Well, speaking um, but of we'll which, get to Triangle this. of Sadness is the next film. It's got a 7.4 really? average. I yeah. loved Triangle of Sadness. Oh, okay, I cool. thought it was so, so This is one of the last ones you watched. I watched this at the end of last year, before the nominations had even come out, and I did not think this yeah. would get nominated at all. Um, so my mind is a bit... Yeah, that's when I watched it, I was surprised. Um, so you, you liked it. That's interesting. Um, I thought, like... I mean, I liked it too, but I didn't think it was... It was probably of the... Because last year there were several, like, Eat the Rich films. There was The Menu, there was Glass Onion, and Triangle of Sadness as well. And I think this is the weakest of those three, personally. I think this is... I don't know if this is Eat the Rich. It's, it, well, it's very much... That's why I like it. It very much is taking the piss it, it... out of rich people, though, in a way that the menu in Glass Onion are. It's not the same thing, to be fair, as those. Yeah, it takes it takes the piss out of... By the way, loved Glass Onion. But, um... <laughs> like, yeah. it, take, it takes the piss out of rich people. But it also, like, villainizes the lower class as well. Like, it doesn't... It, so you start the film with yeah you're gonna have to like obviously like I don't social... a whole lot about this film to be honest uh, so the the film sort of starts with a conflict of like Isn't model like a, and then yeah, social media like guy and like yeah and he's got like a girlfriend and like and... It, it's a very transactional sort of relationship they're yeah. not really like, they, like this guy's sort of and like yeah they go out for dinner and then he's yeah, and she's more rich, obviously, but she expects him to pay, and yeah. they get into this big argument. Um, but they end up being invited. They end up being invited on the cruise to like film content for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just gonna skip past the part where it's like he, she's a successful model, and he's jealous and mm-hmm, yeah. like whatever. Um, but he also doesn't want a transactional relationship. He really likes her. Yeah. Um, and then they're on the cruise and then you sort of start seeing this sort of by the way they also like a donkey gets killed towards the start of the film i don't remember this film very much the only thing i really remember am i am i tripping it's the the anyway the model like i'll get to that later i could be just in a haze um then Oh well, um, oh, that's towards the end where they have to like where they beat the shit out of a donkey with. Oh like, yeah, towards the towards end. The end, yeah. Yeah. The only two bits I but, really um, remember were the extended vomiting scene, and. Oh yeah, the, which I did not like. I don't. I'm very much one who was against scatological humor involving piss and shit, yeah. and vomit and getting calm as well. Like, and and the other scene actually that I do remember is towards the end. When there's like the girl, and then there's the old woman, the Dolly De Leon, and she's got like the rock or some shit, and she's gonna like, yeah, it's implied she's gonna like bash her head in with the rock. I didn't really. The thing is with this film is I feel like the it's ending... ambiguous. Yeah, but I don't really know what it is trying to say. I'm not, I'm all for ambiguous endings. You know, I I love you know Inception is a great film that has an ambiguous ending. Like does the does the coin topple over or anything like that or uh that kind of stuff but i'm not one like there's no real hint as to what it is it's just like she's gonna hit her with a rock and then she doesn't 
and then it ends? Am I like, am I missing something? Is there something more to it? I think I think it's saying that the ending doesn't matter. It's about the contents of the film. It's not how it ends. It's mm-hmm. it. I think that's what it's like. Because the film, right? So we'll get to the point where like half the people on the boat. Well, we'll talk about the boat actually. Um, the, the reason the boat crashes. Yeah. And the, the and the fish is undercooked and everything. Hmm. A storm? I think it's a storm. Oh, okay. Because I do know that I'm not sure. crashes and but... lands on an island somewhere. Yeah, but I know that, like, the staff are so busy saying yes, yes, yes to all these rich people. Yeah. That, like, that's why they undercook the food. That's why the vomiting scene happens. Like, and, and it, so they sort of bring on their own fate. Mm. And then constantly catering to these people that is very eat the rich it's also when you when they get onto the island and the only one who knows how to survive mm-hmm. is the like the the cleaner um yeah it's like yeah. it's like oh yeah the lower class is saving you because we're better and it's like that's very eat the rich but then it like fully flips because it shows how like power can corrupt someone. As mm. soon as the lower class becomes the top of the food chain mm-hmm. in this film, yeah, they become just as bad as the rituals before they come consumed in power. Yeah, to the point where, like, I think the whole point of the rock is that like once, as soon as so the cleaner realizes, I'd say the character's name if I could fucking remember it. The yeah. cleaner's name. Oh, the cleaner, sorry. Like, they they go off into the hills together and they find, um, like, to the other side of the island, they find out that it's a resort for rich people and that they're saved. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then cleaner realises, oh, no, one, I'm going to go back to being lower class. Yeah, and then that's why she wants to kill her with the rock or something. I, I guess yeah. I must have missed and then, that. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember that. I forgot why she goes to kill it. And then I remember, like, the guy, he's, like, running through the forest or something. Yeah, I assume he's running through the forest because he heard the woman scream. And then, mm. so he's, like, running through to get to her. But, again, it's all ambiguous. It's up to your own interpretation, which I think sometimes works. Sometimes it doesn't. Need... In a comedy film, it's a bit like... Yeah, in a very... In mm. the comedy, I can't really go with that, especially even though it's like a dark sort of comedy. I think you really, I like, I can't. Yeah, it just doesn't work. I think, yeah, Woody Harrelson. I mean, he's not really in it a whole lot, to be honest. A lot of it is just him. No, he's in. He's in like the middle of it, and then yeah. I mean, is he on the island with them, or does he not? No, I no, no, no. I think I... it's something about like a captain having to go down with his ship, mm. but like. It's, I love Woody Harrelson in it, just by the way, because he's so, like, it's so, like, rightist, sort of. Like, don't they get into it? Doesn't he get into a discussion about communism with someone over eating burgers? Yeah. And then, like, it's, which, that's the reason he doesn't get sick, by the way, because he doesn't eat the fish thing or whatever. He just goes for a burger. Mm -hmm, Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, I saw Woody Harrelson, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, Woody Harrelson's been in the news for some controversial opinions. Yeah, Woody's Woody. He's, like, everyone has a controversial opinion yeah. on something. 
and I prefer to just like want to watch the Now You See Me films without it being spoiled <laughs> by his later opinions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Triangle Sadness didn't do a lot for me, really. I definitely preferred the menu and Glass Onion, which deal with sort of class struggles and that much more effectively. I know you've seen Glass Onion. Have you seen the menu at all? I I watched... I, um, I watched, like, a pre... It's, like, before... Like, I don't know. I watched like a pre-thing a... in preparation to watch it, but I haven't watched it. Oh. Well, the menu's on Disney Plus now, so... I might watch it. I might watch yeah. it tonight. Yeah. After the football. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What do you give? I gave Triangle Sadness a 7. And I, the other host, they also gave a 7. You gave it an 8? Alright, so that's a... Soft 8. Like, yeah, like a week yeah. 8, yeah. Uh, so that's... Yeah, I... Yeah. I really enjoyed, um... Like, there's just... Sorry. There's one more thing in the film mm-hmm. where it, it uses stuff such as... In the donkey, it's surrounded by... When we see the donkey, it's covered in flies, right? Throughout the entire film, that model chick is covered in flies. So, we see the donkey, and he gets killed. They bash the donkey to... Right? Don't they bash the donkey to eat it? Yeah, they eat it. And isn't there, like, a baby donkey that comes through or something? Or am I just... I I think so. I don't know. But I know that, like, they kill the donkey. Yeah, they kill the donkey. And that's supposed to be, like, foreshadowing. Where it's like, oh, this chick has been covered in surrounded by flies the entire film mm-hmm. he's the metaphorical donkey mm-hmm. she's yeah. gonna get bashed in yeah yeah uh so that's our highest rated one so far of the th- i mean of the three but yeah i, I mean of the three. And my and the other host they gave it a seven as well but you gave it an eight so i can I just liked it. I like comedy, though. Like, I'm always going to be more biased to something that's a bit funnier and a bit yeah. lighter, even though this isn't, like, a light film. But, no. You know. uh, then, what do you think is next up on the... Okay, let me think. Um, wait, can you give me a hint? Is it one I've seen? Well, if I tell you if it's one you haven't seen, that rules it down to two options. Okay, so it's Banshee, right? No. Is... No. Wait, 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 wait. Avatar. Oh, is it Tar? It is Tar, tar yeah. I thought you... I thought you yeah, no, sorry. Tar. I have seen Avatar. I was just like, probably Avatar isn't that high. That's what <laughs> I was thinking in my head. I was like, it's gotta, uh, it's gotta come up soon. Yeah, so Tar. Uh, this was the last film I watched at the end of last year. I know you haven't seen it, so... Uh, no. Um... If you, yeah, see it at some point in the future, I'll add your rating to this and they'll touch on it later on. Yeah, I know, I know, I know... Like, what do you know about it? I know that it's about, like, a sort of... um, It's about a composer Mm -hmm. that, um, like, is sort of... Like, a composer's... Composing, like, teacher Mm -hmm. that's sort of obsessed with becoming, like, the successor of Sebastian Bach. And... Mm -hmm. But also, it's, like, to do with just sort of mentally unwell in this sort of, like, landscape of, like, music. Mm-hmm. And it touches on themes of suicide. Yeah. And, um, like, with one of the characters. And I, I know, like, little bits and bobs, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's got Kate Blanchett in it as uh, Lydia Tarr. 
Uh, one of my favourite performances of the year with Kate Blanchett. I think she's great. I hope she wins the Oscar because she's my favourite of the nominees. Again, more... she nominated? Yeah, Kate Blanchett was nominated along with Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Michelle I don't know about Anna Diarmas. I haven't, being... I haven't seen Blonde. Have you seen Blonde? No, I've seen um, Atomic Blonde. <laughs> I have not seen Blonde yet either. I will. My plan is to try and watch every Oscar-nominated film before the Oscars, so I'm as informed as possible. Yeah, Kate Blanchett nominated for Best Actress. Uh, I really, really liked Tar. It when I saw it was in my. I haven't checked. I haven't looked at my top ten recently, and I'll give my top ten films of the year actually at the end of this. Um, Yeah. But Kate Blanchett. Well, Tar was in my top 10 by the end of last year. I don't think it's there anymore, but I'll have to have a look at it again. Um, I just thought it was really great. Like, it's... Yeah, and it deals with a lot of... Deals with the idea of cancel culture and that kind of thing, and which can be a very boring topic to, make, to discuss because there's no real nuance in it, I feel like, with a lot of people. Yeah. People are just like... And just, you know, people complaining about it, even though it's not really a thing. Let's just be honest, it's not really uh, something that happens to people. Um, yeah, it's a shame you haven't seen it, because I don't, I don't want to say too much and spoil anything. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. But, yeah, the film is really... It's very long. It's like two and a half hours. Over two and a half hours. and it get, But... Unlike El, to fair Elvis. The thing with Elvis is Elvis did move along very fast for me. It just wasn't interesting, and Tar moved along at yeah. a fair, a fairly fast pace. But I was very invested in it. It's quite funny, surprisingly. There's a lot of jokes in it. There's a bit where she's just in her house with like, um, what's the one? You go like this, you hold it against your chest, and you like. It's like um, it's the one Weird Al plays all the time. It's the fucking. Oh, yeah, the accordion. Accordion, yeah, and she's, like, playing an accordion. She's just yelling in her house, and which is quite funny. And there's several, there's a couple scenes where she's giving these big, long... Um, she's, like, there's interviews, and there's, like, very long takes and everything, and it's very well put together. I think the film really, on a yeah. technical level, is crafted remarkably well. It's probably one of my favourite, cra- like, the, the best crafted films of the year. Uh, in terms of sound design and editing and performances, I, th- I mean, it's very much Kate Blanchett's film, but the other sort of performances around mm. are also really solid. It's not nearly as good. I think Todd Field, uh, who got a director nomination for this film, which I feel was very, very deserved. Um, I thought he did a great job with the directing of this film, and I really liked the yeah. uh, style he brings to it. I'm not familiar with his other work. But apparently he hasn't made a film since, like, 2006. So I guess he really is just like, I'll make the films I want to make when I want to make them. And it's been, yeah, since 2006 was the last film he made. So, yeah, I, I really liked Tar. I thought it was really, really great. Um, probably my third favourite of this year. I think it's probably my third favourite of this year's nominees. Um, I give yeah, it yeah. an 8 out of 10. And the uh, other person. Should I just say their name? Because it feels weird saying, <laughs> not saying. Hey, you could just say, like. Uh, Barney Metcalf, who's been on a lot of episodes of the show. He's the other co host. He'll be on. He's on next week's episode. He gave it a seven. 
so and that's yeah. the highest rated one highest rated i gave it a question mark yeah but because yeah. only two of us have seen it you don't have uh, an opinion on it harry maybe once you'll see it will the rating will be bumped down nah dad i think like from what i've heard it sounds like it's a very, very talky movie, but it's very interesting talking. It's not it's not women talking yeah, where no it problem. takes place in one location or anything. It's it's also yeah, it's men talking. No. It's <laughs> it's about and plus I think because it because women talking focuses on a massive ensemble of characters, whereas Tar focuses on one specific sort of one two one three. Character, yeah. yeah. Um. So that's yeah the fourth lowest rated. Then we've got The Fablemans is next, which you were saying... Just oh, that's upsetting. Uh, with a 7.6 average, so it's in the bottom five. Um, you said That's you disappointing. Really I love The Fablemans. You said you were a big fan of Fablemans, so why don't you start off, since I just spent a few minutes talking about Tarver. So the thing I really like about The Fablemans is how you, much it just, just sort of, continue, like... Uh, general thoughts on Steven Spielberg, like as a film. I'm a massive Spielberg fan. I'm a huge Spielberg fan. Although sometimes I feel like things get higher props just because they're Spielberg. Like, mm-hmm. let me have a look at, like, I know, I remember the first Spielberg movie I ever watched was Jaws. I think for me it would have I been think. Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think. It would have been the first one I had seen. Yeah, so there are some which I think, like, go really well. Like, we can take, so, he's done so many films, right? He's done, like, nearly 40 films, I think, and he's still got a ton of stuff. He's still and some of, of the, some of the best films, like, up there of all time mm-hmm. are, um, actually, the first Spielberg film I ever watched was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, I've never seen that, actually. That's one of the big... Oh, I love that films. film. That's probably the biggest blind spot for me in terms of Spielberg. Probably his most iconic film I haven't seen yet. I so think. you got Jaws, Close Encounters, Indiana Jones, like Raiders, Temple, Last Crusade. All great. Um, then E.T. E- 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 I've seen E.T. I-, I like E.T. Jurassic Park. He's done a bunch, like, Park, I'm just... Yeah. I'm just picking ones that, like, are quite popular. Yeah. Empire of the Sun. Yeah. Hook. Schindler's List. Mm. Yeah. Um, some more Jurassic Park ones. Saving Private Ryan. He did. Minority Report. Do you know my... My one of... I'd probably say... And this is bold to say. My favourite Spielberg film oh, is Catch Me If You Can. Ah. I, need to watch I it love Catch Me but If Catch You Me Can. Catch Me If You Can is a really, it, really great film, though, to be fair. I just love it. I, I can't explain it. But yeah. I think Tom Hanks is really good in it. I, I, it's just everything Leo, about it. I'm just like, Leo is great yeah. in everything. You get, a bit of, you get a bit of Christopher Walken. It's like... Yeah, Christopher... You know, I... Yeah, like... Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken's in it, yeah. You got Ready Player One, but I'd say recently his biggest film was West Side Story. West Side Story, yeah. Which I talked about in last year's nominees of the oscars and myself and barney who was on that episode yeah we were very it was probably one of the best it was probably my second i think it was my second favorite of last year's nominees i thought it was spielberg doing what he does best and the fablemans just kind of wasn't i mean i i know i i but like what did you like it because 
you said before you were that's you love Fableman, so like do you want to go into it? It's now? just a love letter to like film. It, it, it's about like a mm. kid who like has this passion for film and can do really great things with it, even though his life around him is sort of falling apart. Like yeah. he has family troubles and a bunch of other things. But it's also sort of beautiful that a lot of the male role models in his life towards the end of the film start really trying to get him mm. into it. It's also very well shot, I think. I I like the idea of, like, like if we're talking physically, a lot of the scenes are quite pretty. Um, mm. You've got the shot at the very end, which is not really a callback because they mentioned it in like this scene just before yeah. it but about the it's horizon how yeah, the horizon it's... changes from this to this yeah how um, it shouldn't be in the middle of the screen it should either be at like the top or like the bottom of the screen or whatever yeah um i really like yeah sort of the love letter the film the whole idea of like the bullies and stuff and him even though this guy gives him profuse shit at high school oh, still he, makes man, him he the hero the of the film he gets the sh- i mean the thing is right yeah because it's yeah it's 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 technically about steven spielberg but he doesn't call him he calls him like sammy fableman and then sammy the other, yeah. other fablemans and honestly in terms of performances i wasn't blown away blown away by any of the acting in this i thought it was all fairly mediocre i thought michelle williams was actually really bad though i thought she gave a terrible performance in this to be honest i did not like what she was doing in this it felt like overacting and not in a good way and i think it's dumb that she was nominated yeah best actress because also she's not even a lead she's like supporting because i'm not one for co-lead i think yeah she's the like, what did you think of the acting in this? Because you, um... I thought, I thought, like, it was some of the best I've seen from Seth Rogen. <laughs> that's about it. That's all I got. Like, that's honestly all I got. I'm just like, the acting is possible for me not to be taken out of the film at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can watch it and I can be like, yeah, but I, nothing blew me away. Besides when I saw Seth Rogen, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I love when he <laughs> does, like, stuff that isn't Pineapple Express. Like, yeah, he plays himself basically in every film I've ever. Yeah, I I thought Fablemans was good. David Lynch was a John Ford. I'm not particularly familiar with David Lynch as a filmmaker. I know he's done stuff like A Race Ahead, Mulholland Drive, Wild at Heart, uh, which I haven't seen. I've seen a couple of his like shorts, and I think they're shit. So <laughs> I'm not looking forward to when I start watching yeah. his films. But yeah. Yeah, he plays John Ford, and there's just all those fucking John Ford film posters. Grapes of Wrath, Stagecoach, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't... I liked it. I really... It was one that I watched, and I was just like, this is nice. This is a nice watch. <laughs> it gave me, like, La La Land vibes. Mm, it's like about the... I had, like... Filmmaking. Of Hollywood and cinema and... La La Land's much more about the magic of, like, music, but still. Like, it's a similar sort of... It gave me a... I had a similar experience where I was just like, yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. I think it... I think probably my favourite stuff in the film... I don't... I don't, like... Do I think it deserves the Oscar? Probably not, but... Who I say does deserve the Oscar, you're not going to agree with, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um... 
I think probably my favorite stuff in the film was when they're making the was like when they're shooting the films. Like, there's that bit where they're Sammy's making that like war short film, and there's that great bit where he's got that like tracking shot of that one actor. And all the people yeah. who were like the dead bodies in one shot, they could have to quickly run behind the camera and get down and be dead bodies when he pans around. So there's looks like there's even more people. And I really, really like that. I'm I really enjoy watching films where they uh, where characters are making films. Like something about it just like Babylon again, Babylon. I want to touch on Babylon at the end of this because Babylon had several scenes where they're making films and I'm like, that's the shit I loved in that film. And it's, it's like a very more like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Yeah, Once Upon a Time. Oh, the, that what? great scene with DiCaprio. Yeah, I love that stuff with DiCaprio yeah. in that. Um, I need to watch Hollywood again, but yeah, no, the stuff with um, yeah, DiCaprio and Hollywood is great. Um, I really, really thought this film was okay. It's probably one of the weaker Spielberg films I've seen, but I've seen, like, a lot of his good stuff. I've seen, like, pretty much all the major good stuff. I haven't seen his recent run of stuff, which is not as good. Um, Which film did I give an A? Triangle of Sadness. Okay, well, I like The Fablemans more, but I feel like The Fablemans I want to give a 7. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like I liked The Fablemans more, and I think it was a better film by far, but it, I don't know. Mm. If I'm going to give The Fablemans a rating, you know what? Fuck it. Give it an 8, too. But, like, a hard 8. You know what? Okay. Okay. Actually, I thought about it. Triangle of Sadness, 6.5. Fablemans, 7.5. Alright. So, okay. Well, that's going to change the, fa- the Triangle of Sadness average there. And then, uh, so you're giving Fablemans a uh, 7.5 or an 8, a very weak 8. Yeah. Um, well, I 7.5. Give it, yeah, I gave it a 7. I thought it was solid, but nothing particularly amazing. And yeah, yeah now Fablemans is our highest rated one with a uh, yeah, 7.7 out of 10 average between the three of us. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I liked it, but again, there's not a whole lot to say about it, I feel like. I feel like there's... Yeah. Uh, then, the next three films all have a 7.8 average. Avatar The Way of Water, All Quiet on the Western Front, and The Banshees of Inner Sharon. Well, this have... is looking good for my Oscar pick, that's all I'm saying. And, um... uh, and now, because they've all got a 7.8 average, I'm going to just go by which one has like less ratings. So that would make yeah. it the Banshees of Inisherin would be the next one as it's got the least amount of ratings amongst these three, which you also haven't seen. So, <laughs> I I have I have nothing about this as well. Like I had a little bit about Tar. I have nothing on Banshees. I uh, wish okay. I did. Well, I'm not gonna say anything spoilery then. Oh no, it's chill. You can spoil. Um, are you? Familiar- I, I watch it, but like. Are you familiar with Martin McDonough's other films? Who's the director of? Uh, let me let me have a look. Alrighty. 
because for the show I did a, a three part look at his films. I did uh, he, he's only he had only done three films at the time. We did I did one per episode for three weeks. And I'm a big fan, although I did find those three films got progressively weaker as they went along. And I was Hold less on. of Is the same cast as in Bruges? Bruges. Um, I mean, it's got Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, so it's got those two. Yeah, Yeah, that threw me off. In Bruges. Oh, yeah, no. I've seen three boards. I've seen three bonbons. Yeah, I'm I'm a massive Martin McDonough fan, just was based on his two films. Do you have any sort of opinions on Martin McDonough as a filmmaker? I quite like three bonbons. I think he has a very sort of distinct style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I'm keen to see. That I mean, it's a young actor. It's like me having sort of a uh, a young director. Sorry, it's like me having uh, an opinion on like Mark Webb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, really liked Five Hundred Days of Summer, and he's amazing Spider Man. But mm. like, he hasn't done enough for me to. Yeah, he's only done a handful of films. And Miles McDonough, this is his fourth film, uh, The Banshees of Anna Sharon. Um. I mean, this is, this is straight up, this is my favourite nominee of this year. I really, really loved it. I saw this at a film festival in November of last year. It was The screening was probably the most packed I've ever seen a screening in recent times. I had to, the only other tickets were, that were available were the ones at, like, the front, or the, the other one I could get was, like, on the left side, so, like, facing me on the left side, like the one closest to the wall, like second from like the floor, basically. So it wasn't yeah. the front front, but I had to like have my head turned just so I could see the screen. Um, but yeah, I know I loved it. Um, it's not as good as in Bruges, but it gave me a lot of what I wanted from it. Colin Farrell is fantastic, and until just yesterday was my favorite performance of the year. Brendan Gleeson should be winning Best Supporting Actor. Kerry Condon deserves to win Supporting Actress. I don't think they will, yeah. but we'll get on that later on. Um, I thought Barry Keoghan was actually pretty solid. Probably my favorite script of the entire year. It was really, really funny. There were some great moments of dark comedy. There's a great Bread Van joke, which I'm not going to spoil because it's a, a joke you should... Um, I don't want to spoil, but that's probably one of the best jokes of I've seen in any film last year. Probably made, and like watching it in a mat in a packed screening, just all the jokes landed. People found just laughed at every joke, and it was great. I, I loved it. It was um, like basically what it's about is Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell are friends, but then Brendan Gleeson doesn't want to be friends with him anymore, and he wants to try and do stuff with his life before he passes. And he doesn't want to waste his yeah. time with Colin Farrell. And it's about how Colin Farrell deals with that. And I thought it was great. Um, and leaving a legacy behind is what Brendan Gleeson's character wants to do and everything. And I thought that was all great. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of emotional elements to it, you know. And I just really, really loved it. I wish Barney was here so we could talk about it more. But because Barney, he, he's also a massive fan of it as well. But yeah. he, he fucking flaked on us. He, uh, He's out. Dog. Absolutely. No, no, no. And then he's um, apparently got going to the cinema tonight. Got a double feature of After Sun and Living. So. Oh, sick. But yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I loved it. I gave it a nine out of ten. 
my favourite film of the year and my favourite of the nominees, and Barney also gives it a nine. Hopefully, Harry, you'll be able to see, see it, I, and then we can... I can't combat it yet. Like, I can't combat what you're saying yet, mm-hmm. but I know for a fact, and I think you know what I already want to win, and we're not gonna just not gonna talk about it right now. We'll talk yeah. about it as soon as we get to it. Yeah. And I think um, I know, but you'll definitely be able. To... But we'll oh, see. dude, I think yeah. you know. But you'll definitely be able to combat it um, <laughs> quite well. So it's gonna be a good discussion. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, Banshees of Inner Sharon, uh, the highest rated one so far, and probably will be the highest rated one. I can't imagine because it's got. Because myself and Barney, we both gave it nines out of ten. It's like it's fairly high. So Damn. Um, I'm, I'm giving it right now a one. Let's see. What, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder what that would bump. I it need to bring it. my. I need to bring my guy up. I'd probably give it like a five, right? If you gave it a one, it would get a six point three out of ten. So you, and that would make it. I think the lowest rated one behind maybe. That would make it the second lowest rated one above Elvis. Um, no, poor Elvis. Then, uh, um, yeah, um, next up, All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, mm, I assume more people have watched this. It's, it's like a... Re- it's, so that's why there's more... It's a, technically a remake, right? I mean, it's an adaptation of a book, but it is also arguably a remake. But it is based off of a book. So I have seen the first one, like the original. The original nineteen thirties version. That's that's a very yeah the original because I I went through a phase of like watching war films specifically like Gallipoli and stuff, oh, yeah. which Gallipoli is a terrible fucking film, but it makes it makes it used to make me cry so much. But yeah, all quiet on the Western Front. Mm-hmm. I I've not seen the original, so I don't are, know how this compares to the original. War War films get me. Like I can't explain mm. it. I just uh, yeah. I think, there's something about the, the yeah. Uh, I think I think that like uh, Daniel. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the two dots do, but. It's like an it makes like an ooh I think from because I I did German for like seven years no eight years I think I think it's like an ooh so it's like so if you see it it makes like an ooh sound but Daniel like you yeah um, I don't know it's very much like you're sort of seeing this like happiness sadness and pain and yeah fear through yeah. someone else's um, perspective I mean Fuck, I loved. Yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front. I think it's my second favourite of this year's nominees. It really... The thing about war films for me is they really bring a certain... Is I'm all about looking at the futility of war and, and just looking at the human condition and how war changes people because the opening scenes, the, the, the main kids in it, they're like, well, the main guys, they're like, yeah, this is going to be so fun. War's going to be great, guys. We're going to have a lot of fun. And then people start dying and they're like, oh, this is terrible this isn't very good at all. And they're like, oh, fuck. Shit. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure the original the original film won an Oscar. I think it won Best Picture. It's like one of the it first was the, Best Picture. the third Academy Award. It was the third film ever to win Best Picture. That's fucking craziness. That's a long time ago now. Jesus. 
Yeah. Well, this is exactly, not exactly, this is 90 years, give or take later, 93 years. Yeah, that's insane. And it's nominated again for another Best Picture, best different picture. film, but you know what I mean. Yeah, nominated for Best Picture, nominated for International Feature, it's the front, it's the front runner to win International Feature, it's nominated for a lot of... I think it should win International Feature. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen any of the other nominees yet, but it's probably the mm. best one anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's a war film. Yeah, like, I really thought um, the main guy in it, Felix Camarama, I thought he was really, really yeah. good in it. I thought he br brought a lot of emotion to it. And I do kind of like, spoilers, that he dies at the end, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would have been a bit... Because I feel like in war films, you kind of have to have your protagonist die, otherwise it doesn't really work, I feel, I feel Yeah, like in every... In most war films, so like Gallipoli, for example, Archie dies. Like, yeah. it's, it's just how it is. Dying. It's it's supposed to... It's supposed to be the... This is the... This is war. It's war, not yeah. some story. not manufactured. This is... Mm. That's what it's trying to do. And that happens in every war film, yeah. except Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge is one of my favorites, but like, I mean, it is based off real life, though. To be, f oh. yeah, Hacksaw Ridge is about a guy who survived. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, in Saving Private Ryan, Tom Hanks dies in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, they all basically die in that one. But I think in Saving Private Ryan, Private Ryan, no, should have. <laughs> I like. I'm not Damon, but like he's in the movie for I don't know five minutes, and he's, he's, yeah, he's Private barely, Ryan. He's barely in it, and he's like <laughs> the the film is named after his character, and he's barely in it. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I uh, but yeah, no, all quiet. I really the especially like the war stuff, the way they constructed the war scenes, I thought were great. That bit yeah. with the tanks where it's going over the trenches and it like falls oh. and crushes those people dude oh that was like so yeah. that was truly like really quite horrific the idea because i don't know something the idea of a, about some a massive vehicle crushing me just really is terrifying like it just yeah i don't like i'm not a fan and i thought yeah that's uh personally yeah it was i thought that was great stuff um, I found it really weird though towards the end where those two guys they steal some eggs and then they're like oh the eggs have been shot and then they just I... chuck them in like a pan and they just drink the eggs like they don't, they're like oh we've got scrum they don't cook them or anything they're just drinking like raw eggs and I, I'm like well I mean it's a good source of protein yeah but I guess maybe they wouldn't have known that eggs had salmonella in it or is it like only some like how, like what eggs do actually have oh back then like it's back in during the 19th. You're not supposed to eat raw egg, but that narrative didn't come out until, like, very recently. Yeah. So, what, 1915, 1916, the era of the Western Front. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, egg would have been one of the best things to eat raw yeah. or cooked. Just, just the idea and of it, in wartime where trench foot was going around. Yeah. I imagine... That's unappealing, sure, but, like, rocky. Yeah, no. no um... Yeah, well, but yeah, athletes do it all the time. But to be fair, at that point, they're kind of like, oh man, in in war, you don't give a shit. You're like, oh fucking, who cares, dude? I got trench foot. I'm missing three toes, and all my best friends are dead. I yeah. need protein. Well, yeah. um, 
but yeah, so like War's not pretty. It, I the thing I find most interesting about both films, both the first or the the nineteen thirties and this film, is that they're both from the perspective of the Germans. Yeah, which is not one you really get. Well, they got they were seen as yet. this is when they were this was they like, weren't Nazis yet, but the even then there was still the enemy like yeah. not our and not my enemy but like back then it was they basically blamed the entire war on germany axed the crap out of them mm-hmm. um and bas- basically made them like germany was so poorish and like poverty and just it was third world by the time that world war 2 had come around like yeah. it's the reason like a character like like Hitler mm-hmm. could rise to power because he said that he was going to make Germany great again. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, so um, the director is—he was born in Germany, but the director is Swiss. So, um, yeah, I, I I really loved All Quiet. It's yeah my second favorite of the nominees. I give it a very strong eight out of ten. Yeah, I liked it too. I'd give it an eight out of ten. That's a pretty good. Uh, and Barney gave it a 9, so that's probably going to be one of our highest rated ones at uh, by the end of this. And then um, we've got Avatar The Way of Water. I've already given my thoughts on this in a review of the year, so I don't. I feel like I've said all I need to say, but do you want to give your thoughts on it? Oh, it's, just, it's just too long. It's just <laughs> too long. That's my thing. I liked the first Avatar. I rewatched the first appreciation. Watch the second one, and I'm like, mm, this is three hours of just James Cameron trying to show off really good CG. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I really, I like Sam Worthington. But... <laughs> oh, he's so bland, though, isn't he? He's such a bland. I like Sigourney Weaver. I found most of the characters were kind of wasted in it. Because I saw this, you know, soon Diesel's after it in came it. out. <laughs> I saw it, yeah, soon after it came out fairly packed screening you know 3d glasses and everything which i've still got actually i don't i don't like james cameron though like i like his films i like his films i don't like james cameron his opinions on film and like especially like the ones that are just coming out oh people aren't going to watch avatar because they're they're doing his bit and i'm like oh my god i hate the whole like he's like i discovered the titanic you know he didn't you know that a group of like it was discovered years before the Titanic film was even being made. Yeah, I but remember. like the narrative is is that he discovered it. So like I don't know, Terminator I love. Don't get me wrong, Aliens yeah. I love. Don't get me wrong. I like, like James Cameron as a filmmaker. I just find him to be very arrogant. Because I remember when people were complaining about Avatar: The Way of Water because it's three hours and it's like oh I've seen my daughter you know she's like. She's sat down and she's watched and she's just binged, you know, ten episodes of a TV show. You can sit down and watch a three-hour film. It's like it's not the same thing, though. I, I think something about watching a film for three hours is different to watching a TV show for three hours. I feel like yeah, it changes. A TV show for three hours constantly has this. It's like another narrative is being brought in, another narrative is being yeah, brought in. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, whereas like Avatar I'm just as well like, is, oh. isn't like. It doesn't it's justify felt, being too long. It's exactly it. It, it. It's just sort of like this movie could have been an like almost an hour and a half, half the length, yeah, and I would and have enjoyed it. Doesn't really have more. an ending either, which frustrates me. 
Cause yeah, like, but that's because they're trying to do three, four, and five, and I I'm just know, like. But like that doesn't mean you can't wrap up a film. That's the problem I had with Dune. Is Dune doesn't really have an ending, and I don't like Dune because of that. I love. I have nothing to say on it from like the story aspect. I just think it's too long. Look, like, visually, I remember watching it. It's like amazing. Oh, visually, it's gorgeous, but I just think it's too long. Like, yeah, no, I, I'm just like way too fucking long. Yeah, and I'm like I give the six. Yeah, I, I give it a, a seven. And um and Barney gave it an eight. Which I would argue was a bit generous, but he gave it an eight. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I give it a very weak seven. It's like it's fine, but it's not a film I'm like I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Honestly. I have no I don't think I will. No, if I, I if unless I have to. And I'm like and I say this as a massive James Cameron fan. I probably won't willingly watch it again because I'm sooner to watch like f- like I don't know. I feel like James Cameron films, especially, is sort of like a one and done. Unless it's like a classic, like Aliens well, or Terminator. T- or t- I haven't you know? watched Terminator in ages, but I do want to watch them again. But like Titanic, I re- I'm a- I really like, but I don't want to watch Titanic again anytime soon. Honestly, yeah. I was gonna see it in the re-release, but then I'm like. Eh. Um, so now uh, we're down no. to yeah, yeah the final two nominees: Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Top Gun Maverick. Oh. I assume. Well, Top Gun Maverick is the highest-rated film on IMDb this year, and rightfully so. And rightfully so. <laughs> Everything, Everywhere, All at Once has an eight out of ten average. Top Gun Maverick has. Let me just check to make sure I'm. It hasn't changed has an 8.3 average, the highest rated new release film of this year, of last year rather. So yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. I did want to rewatch it before this podcast. I did not have the time to rewatch it. So my mind yeah. is a bit foggy on it and I will probably... Yeah, I haven't seen it for a minute, but I, I've got a good, like, I just, yeah. So I, I really wish oh, right. I had rewatched it for this so I could see how I thought about it now. But I'm going to try and go off my opinions back when I saw it in April of last year. So nearly a year now, 11 months or so. Um, yeah. I like it. I think it's pretty solid. I, but... I think it's very beautiful, actually. It's not Like, I think there are themes in it, though. Yeah, that's exactly it. I remember watching it and I'm like... I mean, it's quite a beautiful film, but, like... There's a lot to like in it. At points. But there's a lot to like, but at the same time... I remember when I first saw it, I was like, this is going to get nominated for an Oscar, but I'm like... don't think it's, like... It's just... It, but I it can't right now, explain it's kind it. of the front-runner to win. It's won most things. Like, it's winning a lot of major just, awards. And yeah. I don't know, maybe it will win... The question is, there are like, better films. No, there are definitely better films. I def- I think this is like my fourth favorite of the year. But yeah. I think my thing with it is like, first of all, Futurama did a better multiverse story in twenty minutes. Like, oh, one hundred percent. Like Futurama fucking nailed it with uh, Farnsworth Parabox. Love Futurama. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, Futurama did a, a better multiverse story in twenty minutes. And they did a better emotional story in several episodes of the show. Like, yeah, I just don't 
my thing with everything everywhere all at once is people acting like it's the most amazing film it's so unique and i'm like it's i mean the multiverse is it? i've seen several times already marvel have done it yeah. three times now i think well the mcu doctor strange spider-man yeah. and i mean spider-verse as well and and ant-man like i haven't seen the new, the new one. one yet but well yeah. kang quantum mania sort yeah, of like loki did it loki did multiverse loki stuff. yeah futurama did an entire episode which was multiverse stuff like and I, and I was asking people like what is it about everything everywhere that people love because all the elements in this one that everybody loves i have seen done better before the emotional i'm exactly the same didn't really get me like i, I want to rewatch it but like the emotional didn't stuff didn't get to me really um like for fuck's sake puss in boots 2 got me closer to crime than everything everywhere did oh yeah i love puss in boots 2 by the way robbed snubbed oh man um and like i just don't get it and everything everywhere is kind of like how parasite was a few years ago where everybody yeah everybody thank you thank you and i haven't watched parasite in years but i don't think parasite's that great i've got it that's exactly oh my the thing is i've I've got parasite rated down as a 10 I don't think it's worth that rating anymore because I watched it when I was getting into film and it was like the big thing when I saw it. So yeah, it was huge when I saw it and I watched it and I'm like, I don't think that I'm like this is hard. a really good film. It's like an eight. Mm. I remember it's watching it. I'm like, it's like it's an not, eight and a half. It's, it's not a, the highest it's, rated it's, film it's on a, Letterboxd and like in the top 250 of all time on IMDb. Yeah, a lot of people have it as like their top three all time. Parasite's not in my top 50. It's not in my top, like, all time. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. But I, I do think want to watch there's it again. just, I just think there's better. Like, uh. I recently rewatched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, because I haven't seen that in, like, four years. Oh, love that. And I, I really like Eternal Sunshine, but I had it down as a 10, and I've bumped it down to an 8 since, because it's, like, it's not as yeah, good as I yeah. remember, but still really love it and parasites almost certainly going to be that same thing because it's like i've seen so many films since then that are far more better written like i don't think parasites worth it but i want to watch it before i bump my rating down for it and everything everywhere is that thing where it's like yeah cool multiverse stuff guys it's like it's literally spider-man did it four months ago i would argue better which is oh dude i cried in spider-man cried of tears of joy like, and that's controversial because I, I I talk a lot of the people I talk to hate Marvel, so they obviously hate they hate it. So I'm like, oh well, obviously, but everything is uh, well, not that clever, guys. Come on, it's not that fucking. I mean, Spider Man is my favorite fictional character ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I grew up reading the comics and watching the films and watching the shows, so of course I'm gonna have like a bias towards it. But yeah, I don't know. I just everything everywhere all at once is one of those films where the hype carried it way too hard. Yeah. I think it's like yeah, it's a very good film, but like I have all quiet above Yeah. Above I have it. yeah, I've got I have Banshees, I've got Tar, I've got All Quiet above it, and then maybe I have an unknown I have an unnamed film we haven't mentioned yet yeah. that no one knows. It's not like it's the last film. Yeah. Um my problem um, with everything everywhere yeah. is people are acting like because this happens every year people are like oh my god did you see this amazing film it's the best film of all time and then i watch it and i'm like it's good it's a good film it's not that good though like i just like 
to talk about performances, Michelle Yeoh, she's quite good in it. I think she's really good. Doesn't deserve to win the Oscar, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Ki Hu Kwan, Ki Hue Kwan, uh, I mean, yeah, he's really good in it. Yeah. But, like, again, he shouldn't be winning. Stephanie Sue, who's the daughter, I thought was really great. But I think Kerry Condon might be better in Banshees of Inisherin. I need to watch everything everywhere again. Yeah. Uh, then Jamie Lee Curtis, who is also getting nominated everywhere, which is very bizarre. Yeah. I didn't really remember her from it. But everywhere got nominated for fucking everything. It got nominated. It got eleven Oscar nominations, the most of any film of the year. And to be fair, I mean, I still think it's probably going to win at this point, but. It's interesting because the last few years, the films that get the most nominations don't end up winning. Like, The Irishman got 11 nominations, yeah. didn't win anything. Trial of the Chicago 7 got 11 nominations, didn't win anything. Like, every year you go. But I just, I'm sick of the the discussion around everything everywhere. Because, like, it's a good film. Yeah. But it's not that fucking good, guys. But Come on. People have for me this, personally... Like, it's like a seven or an eight, like a seven and a half. Seven and a half, yeah. I give it an eight as well. My, my, my thing with it is like, look, I loved the rock stuff and like the googly eyes. I thought that was great. I love yeah. the Tui stuff where she's got like... It's the, fun. It's also yeah, fun. There's a yeah. lot of fun stuff in it, but like... My problem with it is it's just like... If, if this is the best film you've ever seen, you need to watch more fucking film, guys. Like... Yeah. Like, this yeah. isn't even, this isn't even, like, this is not even in my top 200 films. Maybe, maybe top 250, but even then, it's not that amazing. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, and I just think, like, 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 the action stuff in it, I like the actions. In yeah. It. The fights are really cool. I love some of the, the costumes, the makeup, the way it's all put together is wonderful. I, I like the Stephanie Sue's character. She's got all these fucking mental costumes and there's all this weird makeup and stuff. I really like all that. Yeah, it should win costume design. It should win costume design. Right? Yeah, I think it, sh it, like... it probably should. I mean, I think I'd probably pick Black Panther over it personally, but... Yeah, my issue with Black Panther is the it's the digital, like, I hate nanotech, and I don't want to get into it, but it's nanotech everything. But, yeah. Like, pulling your mask off used to mean something. Yeah. It's like, and now it's just, no it's mask. Like, and I'm like, oh, my yeah. fuck. It makes sense for Black Panther, because, like, Wakanda is an insanely technologically advanced thing. Yeah. But, like, oh, like yeah. society, but still. Um. Yeah, no, I, I, I do... Everything everywhere. I, I, I feel I haven't said a lot on it because I haven't rewatched it recently, so I feel like I can't say as much. But like, it's good. Shouldn't win. Yeah. It's good. It's a good film. I give it an eight. It should be nominated. I, 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 re I respect the nomination. I think it probably deserved a nomination. It wasn't in my top ten films of the year, which I will go to my top ten at the end of this. Uh, but yeah, it was good. Barney also gave it an eight. So I don't. I don't have a top ten. I have a top five, but like well, we I don't think I can muster ten. Yeah, no. I yeah. just I'm very. I keep lists of films all the time. So. Uh yeah, and then yeah, rounding out with. Top Gun Maverick. The Oscar winner, surely. <laughs> Come on. 
Oh, Dude, it is so good. I it's so it's so pure. <laughs> it's pure cinema. Like it is what cinema is. Like it is the pinnacle of action. It is the best action movie I have ever seen. It on oh, recently, recently. Okay, I just want to say I haven't fucking this adore in this a, film. In, I watched this back in like June, July, so. And I can't be asked to rewatch it, so my opinion. I've also already touched on Top Gun Maverick in my review of the year, so I've also already given my opinion on it. But um, why don't you just uh, talk about why you love it? Because you haven't had a chance to talk about okay. it. Okay. Warning and preface. Not a huge Tom Cruise guy. I really what like he does Tom with Cruise. his like beliefs and his, his life and no, Scientology I, I and stuff. Like, yeah. As a person, I probably no, wouldn't. But, I probably don't care for him that much. Although apparently he's like, supposedly leaving Scientology because they're very anti-vax and anti-COVID, and he's obviously very pro that after that massive fucking uh, that yeah. like audio that released where he's yelling at that guy for for being unsafe on set, or whatever. Which is fully justified. Yeah. Doing, by the way. Well, which is like unsafe on set, motherfucker. I saw you dangling from a plane, <laughs> actually doing that. I yeah, would. I have it's nothing like the but the utmost respect. But yeah, no, I, mean, I, hear you. I have nothing but the utmost respect for Tom Cruise's, like, acting, like his action acting. Mm-hmm. He does ninety percent of the stunts practically. But oh my! I mean, he's gonna go God. to space so we'll start with, to do that. Fucking. We'll start with Tom Cruise's character. The movie sorta had to have a love, yeah. love interest. And it's okay. Anytime the love interest bits up, I'm just sort of like, yeah, I want to see planes. Um, but I mean, just to say that the love interest thing in falls flat, I don't think it does. I think it, the film is like fine. I remember seeing it because I saw it at like an early screening. I saw it like a few days before it went wide and everyone got to see it. And at that point, I didn't even consider it as a possibility for the Oscars. I was like, there's no way this is going to... I just didn't even consider the fact that this would get in for Best Picture, like, any Oscar nominations. I didn't think any of that. I was like, this is fun. And then it came out... Not even for cinematography? No. I thought this would get nowhere near the Oscars when I saw it. And then, yeah, it came out. Everybody loved it. Everybody was giving it, like, eights, nines, tens. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, everybody loves this it's film. It's a ten. It made a bill- over a billion dollars at the box office. Everybody went to see it. Everybody loved it. I don't think it's worth that much, to be honest. I think, I mean, it's better than the I, first one, but that's not saying much. I'm just going to touch on it. I fucking, like, adore this film. I remember when I watched it in the cinema. But... No film has ever had me, like, quite literally, on the edge of my seat, physically, for over half an hour, like this film did. I was like, the fuck is going to happen the entire time my heart was racing? I I love the fact that it actively avoids naming an enemy, as mm-hmm. to, like, be like, we don't need to make this a actual political thing. We don't need to it's throw a, film. a country under the bus. Yeah, which, yeah. which is beautiful. The callbacks and stuff to the first Top Gun film is quite good. Um, Miles Teller's character, lovely, sort of like, there's a reason he blames like Top, like fucking Tom for his dad's death and stuff. Um, which, like, 
is an important thing because obviously Tom would hold like his best friend's son in quite like an emotional place in him. Yeah, um, because he um, again, I think yeah, died in the, the first one. The romance subplot's cool. The little beef between Miles Teller's character and Hangman and this whole, like, because he leaves you hanging and then Hangman doesn't leave him hanging in the end and, like, he comes basically to save the day. is fucking awesome. Like, the acting, the beautiful cinematography, like, the, some of the shots and the sound design and everything, I'm looking at it, I'm like, holy fuck, this is so cool. It doesn't feel Oscar baity. A lot of these films feel like they're trying to true. win Oscars. Oscar and I this this is just this is just an action film. But done this is an action film done perfectly. I think this is what an action film should be. It doesn't have any like role ties to political things. It, it keeps it just contained. It also has this like like a lot of the scenes and shots are done practically inside jets. They all learn how to fly. They fucking... That first shot of the first shot of like a plane where Tom Cruise goes Mark 10 is real. It's all done. Like the bit where the roof comes off of the fucking shed and shit. It was one take and he destroyed... Mm. Yeah, I know he did a... Yeah, um, act that was actual flying. Like, yeah, his... I just... I don't know. Everything about it, when I was watching it, sitting back in my chair, I was just like... I was like... This is fucking awesome. It's Tom Cruise being told that, like Maverick being told that he's irresponsible and a child. Yet not only perfectly teaching these students, but schooling them up, showing these cocky brash people. Except Bob, love Bob. Bob's my guy. Um, the like the scene in the bar, the first scene where we see of like the new young studs, which are like a representation of what Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise's character was. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, like in the bar being all cocky singing great balls of fire is quite literally a callback to the first film. Yeah. And Tom seeing his best friend through like his son sort of thing. I don't know. It's just like, I watch it and I'm just like, oh, this is such a bro movie, and I fucking. <laughs> it's love. very homo. There was not one. There's not one point of the film where I'm just like, I fucking, I don't like this, or I think that this could have been done better. I watch it and I'm just like, yes, this film is so fucking cool. It's just cool. It just does it so well. I'm just like, yes, big planes. This is what I need. Sometimes for a film, I don't need it to touch on anything important even though it does it touches on like themes of family and stuff mm. um but like it's about family no uh, it fucking like, but it doesn't always have to it doesn't always have to be this sort of overarching theme of like importance that something that's happening geopolitically or whatever sometimes it can just be like there's a conflict there's a personal conflict they've got to resolve but that one can't be resolved without resolving the other mm. through fucking lanes it's just <laughs> action and i love it so much i think it's so good it's a i'm this i don't know if i just hype myself up but this is a 10 out of 10 for me oh, an 11 I, because it just cause you need to step back from like this sort of like looking at it at this 
sorry, it's pure, pure. This is what cinema should be. It, it is, it is just like, it's just a story and it's done well and the shots are good and the music's good and everything's good. And it's not trying to be abstract or different or like be important to culture, to like society. It's just trying to be entertainment. It's just trying to be perfect. Like, just like, you like fucking movies, check this shit out. And that's what I like. Hey, it's a perfect viewer's film. And that's why I think it should win the Oscar. Because, like, it's it's an award for best picture. As a viewer, that was the best movie I saw of 2022. <laughs> Bar Bullet Train. I loved Bullet Train. But we're not going to, like... <laughs> Um, wow, I fucking company. love Bullet Train. Well, I can't uh, okay, okay, don't diss Bullet Train. Okay, the combat's Train, really good. Right? I haven't seen Bullet Train, I'm just saying it's... Oh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson's character's just really funny. Like, Yeah, well, I feel like you've given your feelings on Top Gun there. I mean, I've already talked about how I feel about it. I give it a 7. I don't... I did not get a lot from it. I thought it was just the most generic action film. And if we're talking about, for, like, saving cinema with the box office, like, Spider-Man, again, did that six months ago. Fuck was the love for that film? Yeah. But not every... I think, like, not everyone, like, old people, like, not old people, but, like, you know, dads and shit. Like, a lot of the middle-aged, middle, middle-aged people didn't go to watch Spider-Man. Yeah, I guess. They maybe went because their kids went, but this was a movie for, I think it was a movie for blokes, although, like, a lot of, like, I don't think there should be, like, movies that are gendered. Um, I think it was very sort of, like, I don't know, it's just everyone and their mum can go watch this film, and it doesn't, it's not catered towards anyone, it's not part of this bigger multiverse. Just don't get me wrong, Spider-Man was my favourite film of 2021, but, mm. like, even though I think a lot of, like, the actual film of Spider-Man was kind of shit, like, the, the Toby Andrew bits were fucking awesome, but, like, before that, I was like, yeah, can we get to the Toby Andrew bit? Um, uh, uh, but, yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, I think, I just think it's pure, unadulterated euphoria of movie. It mm. just, it, like, it jerks itself off, but in the best way possible. Um, like, uh. See, I give it a 7, and Barney gave Top Gun an 8. So that makes it the second highest rated film of the Oscars Fucking this year. bullshit. <laughs> it was only beaten by uh, the Banshees of Inner Sharon, which we I haven't gave, seen. No, I gave, what's it called? The I'm giving Tara 1. Wait, was Tara the 1? No, Banshees. Banshees. I'm giving Banshees of the 1. <laughs> Because, fair, I feel like if you had seen Banshees, you might have bumped the ratings out and Top Gun would be the highest rated. So, I'll break down... Well, that's also just my agenda. But yeah, like... so here's um how the Oscars for this year has broken down for us. So, the bottom, we've got Elvis for 5.3. Yeah, that's fair. Women Talking, a 6.7. Avatar yep. 2, a 7. Triangle of Sadness, a 7. Tar a 7.5, Fablemans a 7.7, Everything Everywhere an 8, All Quiet and Top Gun 8.3, and Banshees of Enesharon a 9 out of 10 average. So, I think, I think that, um, 
So I mean, Banshees I think, of Inishun is my favourite of the nominees this year. I think either Banshees, and this is just what I've read. Mm-hmm. And I trust your opinion. I think Banshees should win. I think, I, I want Top Gun to win. I think Banshees should win, but I think Everything Everywhere will win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. I mean, I think Everything Everywhere is going to win, but I think Banshees deserves it. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go through a few of the other... First of all, I'm going to give you my top 10 films of last year, because I've seen a few more since then, and I just want to go through my top... So actually, do you want to give your top five? You've already told us. Yeah, two. okay. I don't have to... Okay, wait, let me, let me just get my list up one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, at one, so I'm starting at one. Oh, actually, yeah, I'll start at is one. Is one the highest, or is that like... One is the highest. Okay, so Up top, top Gun one. Maverick. Yep. I fucking loved it. At two, I have Bullet Train. And this isn't because, like, again, this is just, like, my personal favorite films of the year. Yeah. It's the ones I enjoy watching the most. Mm-hmm. So Bullet Train, because it's just fucking hilarious. And it's a really good, like, self-contained action film. Mm-hmm. Um, at three, I have The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I love Oh, that. yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really, like... I don't know, man. Four and five are like are a bit, you know. I wanted to say Jackass that forever, <laughs> but like I don't know if that counts. No, it's, I mean it's a you know film. What I mean? it's, a, it's a feature film, but it it is a documentary film, so. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm probably not gonna like run with the narrative that Jackass counts. Mm. Uh, Hustle with Adam Sandler, I'll put it four. Oh, then. is that the basketball one? It's the basketball one, yeah, yeah but it. myself and probably put gl- Glass Onion. Actually, I'll switch Hustle and Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. So your top five years, Top Gun Maverick, Bullet Train, yeah. Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Bullet Train. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, and Hustle. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so I'm just going to quickly rattle through my top ten. Babylon, number ten, uh, Deserved so many more nominations should have been nominated for best picture oh yeah 100% should have been nominated for director screenplay actor supporting actress for Margot Robbie all the technicals it's great I loved it it's three hours it's arguably too long but I loved it I would give it you've seen Babylon haven't you yeah it's awesome I fucking loved it I just didn't put it in my top five because like a lot of my top my top five is basically like all comedy so yeah Uh, Babylon I, I give Babylon an eight I don't know if you want to put a rating on it yeah, it's a, it's probably about an eight, maybe even an eight and a half. I don't know, the half just for Tobey Maguire. Any film with <laughs> Tobey Maguire, I'm like, yeah. get up there. Uh, so yeah, Babylon. Uh, number nine, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I loved it. Yeah. It made up for the Disney piece of shit. I loved. Do you reckon it'll win the Oscar? Probably. It shouldn't. It doesn't deserve it, but it probably. Who, what do you reckon deserves the animated? I'll t- you'll find out in a second. Uh, number eight, okay. Adult Swim Yule Log, aka the Fireplace, which I only which I only saw like last week of the year. It was it just came out of nowhere. I loved it. Uh, number seven, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. I, I stand by it. I loved it. I love Beavis. Yeah, and Beavis great. and Butthead goes hard. Yeah. Uh, number six, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Again, loved it. Number five, Glass Onion, Knives Out Mystery. Number four, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Number three, Living, which I saw yesterday. Um, it was great. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Uh, number two, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. 
deserves the yeah. And number one does it does one of Inner Sheeran at number yeah. one. Uh, so yeah, I just want to touch on Unbearable real quick. Yeah, sure. I, f- I feel like it should just get more. Like I get that it's like a funny film, but Pedro Pascal, Nicholas Nick Cage, Cage. I did love Nick Cage in the and Nick Cage was great. And it's just so fucking funny. Like the scene with the wall when he tries to go over it and then he like walks around it. And yeah, shit. I like love I don't the know. It's just joke in it where they're like, um, yeah, where he's like naming his top three favorite films and then he's like Paddington <laughs> two, and then yeah, it yeah. just cuts to Nick Cage and he's fucking crying. He's like, oh. Paddington 2 is amazing, and I'm like, you're fucking goddamn yeah. right it is. I love that bit. That was a Actually, it should have been nominated. Like, I fuck, get rid of Elvis, chuck fucking Unbearable in there. Yeah, it should have gotten at least a screenplay nomination. I feel like it deserves to get a screenplay nom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to quickly run through some of the major Oscar categories. So we've gone through Best Picture. Uh, Best Director, Martin McDonough, Banshees, uh, the Daniels, Everything Everywhere, Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans, Todd Field Tar, Ruben Oas Lind, Triangle of Sadness. I mean, of those, I'd yeah. probably give it to The Daniels for Everything Everywhere, but I'd, I'd very much love if Martin McDonnell won. I don't. I. I mean, to be honest, I'd give the award to Ryan Johnson for Glass Onion personally. Yeah. But of those yeah. nominees, I'd probably go to The Daniels. I don't know if you have any uh, strong opinions on that one. I, not real. uh, Ruben Osland, I think, like, is a budding young director as well. Yeah, Ruben Osland, the direction of Triangle of Sadness isn't a whole lot to marvel Yeah, at. yeah, it's not like a, ma- it's a good film, and he directed it, but it's not, yeah, I, I just want to see him do well in the future. Yeah. Um, Todd Field, yeah, yeah, Martin, Martin, Martin McDonough, though, I think, sh- should, like... I don't know. Seen I, I feel especially no, but I mean based on his other work as well, because mm. that happens a lot with the Oscars. Mm. Like, like Will Smith, for example, should have won an Oscar a long time ago, but then got one for like um for his King role Richard. in what was it, King Last Richard? Year, yeah. yeah, and then he slapped Chris like, Rock. I'm just like, which really put a sour note on the whole thing. Yeah, but even then, I'm just sort of like, is it? This is the is first time it like it, it's kind of like oh they're like oh we should probably we should probably award him an Oscar at some point. Okay. Uh, okay. So then best actor. Um, we've got Austin Butler for Elvis. I don't really think he deserves it to be honest. Uh, Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Anna Sharon, was my favorite until yesterday. Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Paul Mescal. So Elvis. you like Bill Nye? Yeah, I pref- I preferred Bill Nye. Yeah. I haven't seen After Sun yet, but I've heard it's pretty great, and Paul Mascow is really good in it. So yeah. I'll, I'll watch After Sun before the Oscars. I mean, yeah. yeah. Bill based Nye on the ones that I've watched here, like, based on the performances I've seen, I want to say Brendan Fraser. But yeah, that's also because, like, I'm sort of also riding the wave of, like, yeah, let's give it to Brendan Fraser. I know a like, lot of people who don't like The Whale for stupid reasons. I really, really liked The Whale. It was heartbreaking. I loved The Whale. Yeah, I know some people are claiming it's fatphobic and shit. And like, is it though? Is like, it fatphobic because he's dying because of his weight and he wants to fucking like? Even the, yeah. Like, it's not fatphobic. It's true. Like, it's it's cool. just how it works. I'm fat. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm fat. I stand from the fatphobic side of things. It's not fatphobic, man. Um, like yeah. like. 
And actually, I'm going to go through my personal nominations for some of these categories. So, Best Director, I would have nominated Ryan Johnson winning for Glass Onion, The Daniels for everything yeah. all at once, uh, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin, Edward Berger for All Quiet on the Western Front, and Damien Chazelle for Babylon would be my top uh, five yeah. for nominees. Damien uh, Chazelle's a shout. Yeah. Uh, then for Best Actor, my personal five would be Bill Nye winning, Colin Farrell, Banshees of Inisherin, Adam Driver in White Noise, which I thought, I love Adam Driver, I'm a big Adam Driver fan. Um, Felix, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> uh, Felix Camarama in All Quiet on the Western Front, and Brendan Fraser in The Whale would be my personal top four for, top five for yeah. Best Actor. Um and then here we've got Best Actress, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, which was a very bizarre situation, how she got nominated. Yeah. I was very strange. I did not think she would get nominated. Um, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans, who I did not like at all. I thought she was quite poor. And Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I mean, I like Yeoh and Blanchett. Uh, but in terms of who I would nominate... My personal top five winning, I'd have Arnie yep. Taylor-Joy in The Menu, Kate Blanchett in Tar, Zoe Kazan in She Said, uh, Jesse Buckley in Men, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere all at yeah, once. Yeah, that's it. Would be my that's top a pretty good five. list. Uh, then supporting actor, Brendan Gleeson, Banshees, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan, Banshees, and Ki Huey Kwan and everything everywhere um brendan gleason's my favorite out of those judd hirsch is very surprising although he's probably the best scene in the fablemans yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah i haven't seen causeway yet yeah um, no i i'm yeah and i mean i like key kwan but i don't think he should win personally it's just like my opinion um so i would have i would have nominated <clears throat> brendan gleason in the banshees of inner and winning uh, Rafe Fiennes in The Menu, Ki Hui Kwan in Everything Everywhere, Im Sung So in Broker, he's like a, he was like the little kid in yeah. Broker, um, and I think it was Charles Green in Adult Swim Eulog, I think was his name, Charles Green, let me make sure I've got that name right, yes, Charles Green in Adult Swim Eulog, I thought he was great in that. Then supporting actress, I've seen all the nominees for this one, so I can comment on all these. Angela Bassett for Black Panther. I mean, I thought she was pretty good in it, and I'm not against her getting a nomination. I'm surprised this is the first time Marvel has gotten an acting nomination, but I think yeah. she was good in it. Um, Hong Chow, The Whale. I liked Hong Chow in The Whale. Uh, Kerry Condon, The Banshees of Inishirin, should be winning. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere. I was less... I wasn't a big fan of Jamie Lee Curtis in it. And Stephanie Sue in Everything Everywhere, who was also pretty good and would I'd be all for winning. Uh, so my top five would yeah. be uh, Stephanie Sue winning for Everything Everywhere. I think Kerry Condon's better, but I've got Stephanie Sue down above Kerry Condon. So. Uh, but yeah, Stephanie Sue, Everything Everywhere. Kerry Condon, The Banshees of Inisherin, Margot Robbie in Babylon. I would argue she's a supporting part of it, not a lead, but... That's how I look at it. Um, Amy Lou yeah. Wood in Living. I thought she was really, really great in Living. And uh, Sadie Sink in The Whale. She's the daughter. Um, then, yeah, animated feature. 
Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots The Last Wish, The Sea Beast Turning Red. I think it's, I mean, it's probably going to go to Pinocchio, but it should be Puss in Boots 2. I think Puss in Boots 2 deserves uh, the... Yeah, I actually do too. I fucking love Puss in Boots 2. Yeah, I remember, because I, I, I have a, a friend, and he's been saying for months, like, before Puss in Boots came out, he's like, Puss in Boots is going to be great, because he's a massive fan of the first one. And I do like the first one a bit. Um, and then, yeah, the second one came out, got rave reviews from everybody, everybody loved it, and then I saw it, I saw it, like, opening then, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then I rewatched it, uh, the beginning of February, and I was like, yeah, this is, like, the best film, one of the best films of the year. I love that. Marcel the Shell with Shoes on is very cute. It's not but... really animated though, is it? <laughs> no, it's as animated as like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I wouldn't consider that an animated film either. Um, my What I would have nominated for animated feature would be Puss in Boots, The Last Wish winning, Beavis and Butthead do the yep. universe, Guillermo del yep. Toro's Pinocchio, The House, yep. which was a Netflix anthology film that came out in January, which I really enjoyed, and uh, Bob's Burgers, the movie. Which I really enjoyed. I didn't like Bob's Burgers the movie, oh, but I hope you all enjoyed. Harry, gonna be one of my one of my co-hosts. Thank you, thank you. For most episodes for the future, um, and then yeah, Barney will be, and so Harry will be on next week, and Barney will be on next week as well, and uh, we'll see how that goes. We recorded that ep- next week's episode differently. We recorded it all separately, so we'll see how that works. And we'll see how the editing works for that. And we might abandon it because it's going to be a massive pain in the ass to try and edit. And it didn't, I don't know if it worked yeah. as well as we hoped. So, yeah, thank you all for listening to this week's We'll episode. figure it out. We'll figure I, ho- it out. I hope you enjoy. And I was also talking to Harry about maybe doing a video podcast of recording this as well and putting it out as a video and maybe on the podcast feed as well, maybe. Um,. But I'll do some research into that. So thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll see you all in the next one. Goodbye. Batches.